25 to 10 on Newstalk ZB. Francesca Rudkin is here with this week's movie picks for us. Morena. Good morning. Let's start uh, with the film. We interviewed the director for this film just a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's doing very well for herself. Um, that was Chloe Zhao. The film is Nomadland. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. I've met hundreds of people out here, and they don't ever say a final goodbye. They just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. And I do. I see them again. And I can be certain in my heart, I'll see you again. I love this film. It was different, eh? I love the tone mm. of it. I love the mood of it. I love the mix of the performances. So you've got non-professional actors in here, real-life people, real-life travellers, as well as Frances McDormand, who I think is absolutely stunning. And it is seamless. You, you don't notice mm. that she is acting and you don't notice that they're sort of trying to participate in a film. I think mm. it's beautiful. I love the way it was shot. I love what it has to say. I think this is kind of a fabulous film for 2021, to be honest with you, Jack. Yeah, it's no surprise to me that it's an absolute darling of the festival circuit. Yeah, so what did it do at the Golden Globes? Best Picture and Best best Director, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's absolutely fabulous. It's really, I I think it was, and you might know this better, but I think it is a collaboration between Chloe Zhao and Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand produced this film. Yeah. um, And they got together. It's an adaptation of a book by Jessica Bruder. And... Frances McDormand, she plays this character, Fern, and she's actually a fictional former resident of a formerly real place, if that makes sense. So she's a fictional character, but she lived in this in this town called Empire in Nevada, which really did exist, mm. but now no longer exists. Mm. It um, pretty much fell off the map in 2010. It had been a mining town. There'd been a mine and a factory there, and that, that corporation had sort of built this town swimming pools, golf courses and everything and then it all fell over and everyone lost their jobs and the town everybody had to leave, there was nothing there There was no industry. and there is no industry and there's yeah. no town it just it doesn't exist yeah. and Fern, her husband then passed away of cancer and then she finds herself in a situation whereby she, you know she has no home, she has no job so she buys a van and she packs up and she joins this other subculture of people who live in their vans and RVs and travel around America and head to work at Amazon at the Christmas time when it's busy and then in the summer they head to the national parks where they pick up jobs. And I thought she does a really beautiful job of portraying these people because most of these people, some people have chosen this lifestyle, some people haven't. Um, people, Most people have suffered a loss of some sort, whether mm. it's a very close, someone close to them, whether it's their house, their job, their pension, their health. There is a reason often why they're put into this situation and find themselves on the road. And I think that Chloe presents these people with great strength and resilience and dignity Mm. um, as well as sort of capturing um, that more emotional side to their their story as well. This to me felt like a film that focused on solitude and friendship and trying to find that balance right that having been able to be okay with being on your own but at the same time that the the magic of connectiveness that um, Fern experiences when she's traveling around but she also has to learn to to be able to live in solitude and yeah. get on and look after herself and I think that's what I loved about her character is even knowing there's a moment where you can tell at first she's 
not ashamed, but she's aware that other people aren't quite too sure how to deal with her situation. She's and treat a great her. line about it, eh? She says, I'm not homeless, I'm, I'm just houseless. houseless. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but at the same time, you also see her, I think, potentially living her life in a way that she wasn't able to before. Yeah. And so she comes into that. Look, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it's an incredible meditation on life at the moment. And of course, it looks at all sorts of things. There's this undercurrent there about, you know, collapsing house prices. A lot of these people are middle class, middle age, finding themselves in the situation. Mm. So it says an awful lot about sort of society and where we're at as well. I loved it. I think Frances McDormand was fantastic in it. Great. That's Nomadland. Yeah. I totally agree. No. I totally agree. I thought it was an incredible film. Um, that's Nomadland. So if you have the opportunity, make sure you go and see it. Let's have a listen to something a little bit different. This is Judas and the Black Messiah. The Black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Their aim is to sow hatred and inspire terror. I will learn all that I can. I will learn all These ain't no terrorists. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder a liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom. This is another very well told story, Judas and the Black Messiah, directed by Shaka King. Um, it is a story of Fred Hampton, who was assassinated by the FBI when he was age 21. Um, and this is in 1969. Uh, the film stars Martin Sheen. He plays J. Edgar Hoover. Um, and he wants to prevent the rise of a messiah who could, uni who could unify and electrify the militant black nationalist movement. Um, and... Uh, Fred Hampton was the Illinois Black Panther Party leader, and he was very, very good at uniting various different factions, um, factions mm. together. And so he was kind of um, pinpointed as a potential threat. And it, the, the film, where it's really interesting, is that it tells a story of um, a, a, another gentleman, um, William O'Neill, who was a small-time criminal who got caught by the FBI, who then turned him and basically said to him, look, we'll keep you out of jail for, you know, the theft of that car mm. if you infiltrate this Black Panther group. And so he goes in and becomes a trusted member of um, the Illinois Black Panther Party and he um, is sort of responsible to, uh, you know, to a certain extent mm. um, towards the demise of Fred Hampton. And it's really interesting watching these two characters because you have these two uh, black Americans, one who really is kind of uh, cowardly and doing things for his own self-preservation, bless you, Jack, and, um, and the other one who is just this charismatic leader who understands kind of, who sort of deeply understands what his fate will be, mm. but is doing everything he possibly can mm. to do what he thinks is the right thing. So th th the play between the two of them is really fascinating. And there's a lot of real life footage in here. I think it's been put together very, very well. Um, it tells a fascinating and, and, and pretty distressing story. Mm. Okay, that's Judas and the Black Messiah. And very quickly, just tell us about Gaza. Yeah, look, Gaza's a 2019 documentary which is finally um, being released here on the big screen. It's a snapshot of life in Gaza. Um, of course, that tiny, tiny strip of land bordered by Israel and Egypt. And it, this documentary captures sort of the day-to-day -day life of people who live there when, when, those, when those borders are shut, when those, those two you know, entries and exits to the country are, are, are shut. So the country's under a blockade. Mm. A real range of people here are, are looked 
arrived at um, from young kids to young men who just have no future and no jobs to to older folk who have pretty much had to sell up their lives and mm. live. It looks at the, the rolling electricity cuts, the fact there's no food and no water. I mean, it's these people are incredible mm. the way mm. they carry on. And um, and I liked the fact that it was very much a portrait of the people who live there. There is a bit of politics involved, yeah, obviously. There can't not be. In a way, I would have liked, there's a comment one of the, the, the elderly gentlemen makes about Hamas and how damaging they've been. It would have been nice to have heard a little bit more about their political views. The democratically elected, of course. Uh, but um, but at, this, at this stage, it was just amazing to kind of go behind the blockade mm. and see the reality. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's That's Gaza. I'll, I'll, I know I, I would yeah, like yeah, that. You'll really yeah, you're really enjoying it. Beautif- beautifully shot, um, but really it's about the people that film. Okay.